I'm Kia. And this is Spoiler Alert, the podcast for bookies. Our goal is to give you all the dirty details on your favorite or soon-to-be favorite books. So strap in or up and join us for Spoiler Alert. Welcome to Spoiler Alert. My name is Elle, and my co-host's name is... Kia. <laughs> and we are here reporting live for Spoiler Alert. And <laughs> she's laughing at me, but I'm trying to be good. Because these book streets been hot lately, and I tell you, I just want to let there be peace on earth. And let it begin with somebody, because me ain't it right now. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it is Black History Month. We're supposed to be happy. We are happy. Well, we also need to clear here for sometimes. But, you know, it is what it is. So, let's do this check-in, friend. Well, clearly, you uh, you feeling some type of way. So, I'm going to go first. <laughs> well, I'm, my standard, I'm tired. But for this, for today, it's because... I decided to fall asleep early yesterday, and I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. I ain't been back to sleep yet. Welcome <laughs> to the club. Welcome to the club. So I'm like, okay. And I I was rocking back and forth while I was at church today, and I was like, Lord, stay awake, kids. Stay awake. <laughs> Give it a good word, kids. Stay awake. And then, of course, as soon as church is out and I come home, I decide to eat. You, so, yeah, mm-hmm. you know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, aside from the spirit of petty that sits on my heart a little bit at times, mm. I'm doing good. Like, like, and y'all hear me. You could think whatever you want about what you think I might be feeling petty about in these book streets. I don't care because it's my business, as Auntie Tab would say. And my lovely co-host is reminding me that there are just some things that we have to talk about off air. And, you know, that that's it. It's called decorum. It's called you know? decorum. It's called uh, respect. And sometimes even the best of us, because I am the decorum police on this show, sometimes even the best of us, as you can see in this opening moment, need a reminder of who we are and what we stand for and what we do. So, you know, sometimes you just need a reminder. So I don't know what you're upset about in these book streets, but you can pick it and let that be that. You know, my pastor pastor say all the time, sometimes you got to change your huggies, you know, just change that real good and and put back on your... uh, your big girl panties and, and keep on strolling. Yeah. Because I scroll. I, I I like I told one of my other friends online. I said I look, I laugh, I scroll and I keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. I I see it all, but I ain't seeing squat. Yeah. So there's that. Other than that, like lately, I have just I've been trying to stay in the pocket with a few things and and just make sure I'm measuring out and dosing out things the way they should be measured out and dosed out for my own sake and mercy and grace. I am learning and uncovering some new stuff about myself. Like this level of petty, I think it's a le- I don't even know if it's a level of petty. Like I'm, I think the reason I'm, I'm in this pocket is because I rarely say something, and I rarely feel as strongly as I feel feel about. I don't know if "rarely" is the right word, but the fact that I feel strong enough to actually throw my hat in the ring and say something about it says a lot because I'm like you. I see it. I feel how I feel about it for a second. And then I keep scrolling. 
But this is one of those moments where I got like, I, I need answers to questions and follow up because this is just not making total sense. But I have to let it burn. And see, if I, I guess for me, because, you know, I'm nosy as hell, I be looking at everything. So when I see one thing, I'm going to look at all of it. So I know. And we I know things Like I know things, but at the same time, I'm like, is it going to benefit me at all to say anything about any of it? Yeah. No. So guess what? Yeah, and and so like it's it's kind of the thing about like when the when the passion burns and you don't have nowhere to put it. So I guess I better put it inside this document. Uh, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> they tell you all the time put it in your group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's that's the other thing too, appropriateness of location. Because blame the scholar in me. When I got a question, I need an answer. And sometimes, friend, I'm just gonna say it out. There. Sometimes you're not gonna get that answer, and it and then it, getting the answer is not gonna always help you because what I have learned over the years, closure is not gonna help you. There you go. So th- there's that too. And with with that being said, let's talk about happier things. Yeah, like this book <laughs> we talk about today. Yes, because this book this week we is talk about love. Yeah, we talk about love. We talk about friends to lovers. We're talking about a Sky Moon book this week. And it is none other than Skin. First of all, it's short. It's sweet. So if you haven't read the book, pause the episode, read the book, and come right back. It ain't going to take you but an hour. Look here. If, according to my Kindle, it says it's 49 pages. Yeah, okay, so, but you want that. And that includes the, the acknowledgments, the thank yous, the the, the sample list of, of another book, the list, the list of all the other books that she she's curated, all of that good stuff. Oh yeah, so, it's a sample in there, everything. It, it it's a good book, period. But you know, hit pause, come back, like they tell you on TikTok, pause and read. <laughs> no fun. Well, yeah, fun intended. Pause and read, and then come back. Because we're getting ready to talk about sky moons. Because guess yeah. what? Just like the, the the title of our pa- our our page, <laughs> the title of our show is called "We're Finna Spoil the Fuck Out of This Book." Yup, forty nine pages of fun. Let's get into the synopsis. In by Sky Moon, a tale of best friends who find out what it truly means to be comfortable in their own skin. Synopsis is short, ain't it? Look here. The, the, the synopsis fits the size of the book. We don't need all no fluffy words for a short read. Mm-mm. But I let me let's get to it. This one for me is a strong four. Three, five, four. Three point five four. And this is the first time I've gone below four on this show. But I'ma tell you, it has a lot, the 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 three five has a lot to do with the pace of this book but you know with 49 pages of fun it's hard to be as detailed as a 250 300 500 page book and i for y'all to understand why pace and brevity is so important to me you have to understand that in a day depending on the book and the writer i'm consuming a 525 page book and that is including going to work and i work Somewhere between eight, eight to ten hours. Eight plus hours. <laughs> depending on what the day is. So I need y'all to understand if I'm consuming books at that rate, brevity is going to be a thing that, that hurts sometimes for authors. Pacing is another one. Because if it's 
Oh God. It can be a short read. It can be a short read and give you everything you need without questioning. Which this book did. This so. book gave me everything I needed. It just was like it left me wanting in a non-desirable way. That's the best way I could describe it. Like it left me wanting for certain details that you kind of just had to infer versus be being told. And sometimes I I prefer to be told than for me to have to assume certain things mm-hmm. because sometimes my assumptions as a reader are wrong. And I, I don't want to misinterpret. Oh my gosh. I toyed with this one. But I gave it a 4.25. As you say that, you know, the pacing of it was a lot for me. Like, even with a short read, you can give full detail without, you know, taking it over a short. Like I did with Mm Loki. Like, I gave you enough and you'd be like, wait a minute. But there was a lot to be desired. I enjoyed the story. That's why it's not a three or less. I've en- I enjoyed the story. Absolutely. I was I was all in for <laughs> I was all in. Even though friends and lovers are not my go-to, I enjoyed it. Which is weird because your favorite book is entitled Friends and Lovers. I know it's the weirdest thing in the world, but I think it's because the characters in the book they fought like they couldn't stand each other. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, because Shelby and Tyrell. Ooh, that relationship right there. Tell me. Even though it was two couples in the book, it was that one couple that was like, but back to again. So, yeah, I gave it a four two five, and the the way the couple got together. That's my favorite part. <laughs> was where the 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 point of contention came into like, do I want to push it up further? We, we love a good assist. We love a good assist. Listen, I'm like, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah. So we opened skin with, okay, so I had trouble. I couldn't figure out what her name was. I'm not sure if it's Case. I'm not sure if it's Case, Kasia or Kasia. Kaisa. Like Kaisa. So, Sky, if you're listening, go ahead and pick up your pen, Bookie Boo. I got questions out the gate. And I think I I wrote to her on TikTok, but I don't think she saw it. I saw it. Or she didn't get a chance to respond to it. Because I'm not sure. And I just want to say her name right, but I'm going to call her Kay for the purposes of this book. Because anything else is a fact. I mean, he does call her Kay often. He calls her Kay and she calls him Lolo. And I want it for a choice. <laughs> of all the nicknames you could get this man, you call him Lolo. Like he your homegirl from the block. I'm like, Lolo. Like, in my inner hood girl voice. I'm like, Lolo. That's why he can't say the name. Because <laughs> I'm like, Lolo sound like my homegirl off the block. Like if I had him. love sucking on blow pop. So we're introduced to Kay and Milo at Milo's house. And it's apparent that Kay is very excited because she got an invitation to the mayor's ball. And right out the gate, we, we can tell who's the high-intensity friend and the low-intensity friend. Milo is the low. <laughs> yeah. Milo's like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to put, put him in front of a computer with his glasses on, and I ain't got to talk to people type person. That, that, he, uh, uh, away from the computer when we're recording, that is me. 
Because you know I don't do people. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I'd rather be at home reading a book. That's fair. But if that's the case, does that make me the high-strong friend? You're the more social person. Am I? Did you forget what you're doing on the side from your regular job? I am podcasting. No. Oh. LLC? Oh, well, believe it or not, I don't view that as socializing. No, I'm saying, though, but you have to put yourself out there in order for you to... That's true. That's true. That that ain't for me. That's very fair. Put me behind the camera. Put me behind the computer. I ain't finna... Mm Mm-mm. Wow. Hi, Lolo. I mean, my last name does have low in it. Anyway. Anyway. Kay is very excited about this invitation. And and it's really a stepping stone for her. She has in her mind that being invited to this mayor's ball is her chance to get into, to work for his campaign because he's up for re-election. And not only is it her chance to work for his campaign, but it's her chance to be, for lack of better terms, the next Olivia Pope. She wants to get into that arena, um, working with working with politicians, politics. and she wants to like run campaigns and those kinds of things and get to the I presidential the part. Anyway, so she is excited, and of course she turns to Milo and says, "Hey, will you be my date?" And off the bat, he's like, "Hell no, nah. <laughs> you know that ain't my scene." Right, but the problem with between Kay and Milo is he is wrapped around her finger extra tight. And it's very obvious from the gate. It ain't because they're friends. It's because he's in love. He and, and I do appreciate the fact that from jump, you don't have to, oh, there was pining to the point where I've been I've been looking after you, but this, that, and third. No, we know all right, right off the bat. But this and this is the second time that we've encountered this and and in comparison to Kendrick, where we have friends who've been friends and, and, and similar tracks, right? Similar, not exactly the same, similar. They grew up together. Yep. They've been um, best friends since best elementary friends. or middle school or I whenever. Think, I think they're high school. They're high school, because you remember later on in the book they do the whole thing. We'll get to it. But best friends for a significant amount of time. And from what is understood, both of the male characters out the gate loved these people. Ain't no question everybody around them knows they're in love with this person. Right. And so Milo, of course, even though his first uh, reaction is no, he says yes. And she already knew that shit was going to happen because she already had the appointment set up for him to go get fitted for his suit. So Not just the suit. And he was like, wait. So you just knew I was going to, she was like, well, you weren't going to tell me no. It was almost like, baby, I already knew. <laughs> and so they, uh, she leaves to go get prepared for the ball. He goes to get his tux, right? He went to the store with his cousin and it was irritated that his cousin was with him. <laughs> his cousin was showing his rabbit behind. Cousin talking about, so you going to admit you in love with this girl tonight? What's up? What's up? He's talking about he had to be there for this one because this is once once in a lifetime type situation that he gonna ever see him in a tux. And it it, it Wade is his name. And and it was true because Milo was like he he ain't with that formal tower shit. It's sweatpants, balling shorts, some Nike slides. He he's good for the uh international 
international whole gear, <laughs> international thought gear. <laughs> Let me explain. The, the the international Netflix and chill outfit. That's what he was gonna rock along. Right. I've told people there is an outfit or uniform for Netflix and chill. The white beater or white t-shirt. Um, or if you know you like colors, you wear colors. Variations would include. It's usually white or black. Yeah. It's usually white or black. Um, people who like a little spice will wear an anime t-shirt of some sort. That part. Or a fandom of some sort. You know, Rugrats. Biggie, Tupac, you, you know, know. Somebody iconic-ish. And um, some gray sweatpants. Gray sweatpants. We will accept variations of um maroon or black. Well, you know, sometimes, and you know, some hoes like a little, you know, like don't like you to see all the seasoning up front. We like to see the seasoning up front, but you know, some hoes like mystery, so they'll wear the black, so you can't tell as easily. <laughs> you know? I ain't never seen none. White socks. The only time I can see a variation of colors if they wear uh, basketball shorts. That's it. White socks. And so Nike slides. And Nike slides. We will also reference Adidas. Cheap hoes will have no names on. <laughs> Expensive hoes will have Balenciagas. You know, that kind of thing. Or, or some Gucci. Some Gucci or a little Uggy Ugg. You know, but the whole gear is the whole gear for men, too. They just be trying to not call it whole gear. They going to play ball. So They playing ball, all right. I was trying to let it live. Now I'm for you with the wrong one. Oh, you two for two. So... Wade says to him, and this is one of the things that I thought was interesting, and you got this highlighted. Wade says, if you don't step up to the plate and claim her soon, somebody else will. And he lets them know up front, you think it's hard loving her now? Seeing her with another nigga is gonna is gonna kill you. And and, and it's very true. And it's true. We saw that in the last book. <laughs> Baby. Baby. When Xander had to watch huh? Roman. Love you, Deja, and watch Deja fall in love and have that man, baby. Let fire, let it burn, baby. Excuse me, that's the wrong song. Let it burn, let it burn, gotta let it burn. I needed the right one. Either way, that shit gonna hurt. Oh, he was good and roasted. And it, 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 it. The only thing that makes a difference is if that's really your person, it's going to come back to you. Right. Absolutely. And it did. So, but, see, this is the thing, though. And this is, I can say this about Milo and Kay. If it's meant to be, it don't matter who the fuck she get with beforehand. Mm -hmm. If it's meant for that to be his, that's going to be his. Absolutely. So, Milo, of course, gets upset hearing that. Pulls out his wallet. He tells him, wait, he, he read the conversation, talk. nigga. Change the conversation. And he was about ready to cut, kill this nigga. He, he told the uh, the cashier, he was like, hey, call the police now. It's, it's about to be a murder up in here. And I don't have to explain it to your mama. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, man, don't do that. You're not finna ruin K-Night. Because you're not going to jail. Not to mess up K-Night. So, they leave. And chapter three takes us to this Valentine's Day masquerade ball. And baby got her white dress on. She's banging with this outfit on. Yeah. And he was like, whoo, hey. But, you know, trying to be respectful at the same time because he best friend. It's, it's one of that. She got the, the crystal studded mask to match. Hello. Like, I would love. She was strutting. And, you know, for most, most of the time when men go to these parties, it's 
the the standard black tux right. with a mat with a mask that's supposed to be the the flamboyant part mm-hmm. of the, the outfit. And I, what I like is when a guy gets into the masquerade and his mask is like your suit. Like when the mask and the suit just hit right, it is something to see. Like when they just you know, even if like the ones that be going to the awards. <laughs> oh gosh! Like I, first of all, the right man in a suit. Let me be very clear, cause a, a suit ain't everybody's best cut. Uh-uh. But the right man in a suit. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, how you doing? Hello. Here's my debit card. You know that uh <laughs> that that gift of Brianna in the pool, and she like, <laughs> and she wave her finger. Hey, you busy? <laughs> I had an MX, I'd give it. Here, here is the black card I want to have in my future. Just take it and max it out. Lies, you can't max out a black yeah. card. <laughs> Hell, I ain't finna. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I, mm. But see, I, I, you know, that's why I said the right one, because the right one ain't going to fiscally damage me. Matter of fact, you'll hand it back and hand me his. That part. Like, see? and they, they be like, don't fucking play with me like that. Yes, sir. Yes, you can. Even if it's his father's birthday and not the other son's birthday. Yes, you can. Yes, sir. Okay. If if he if he the right one, we gonna be doing this too. Anyway, as you can see here, spoiler alert: the books just blend together. Listen. Okay. So it is very clear from their interaction off the bat in the party. She's trying to get him hooked up with somebody else, and he only got eyes for K. And on top of that, he told her, stop scowling when you come in here. I'm not scowling. I'm nervous. He told her, what you nervous for? Chill out, girl. Or the word she used was anxious. He's like, man, chill out. Correction. It was him that was scowling, not her. Okay. Sorry. That Lolo is throwing me like she a friend in the hood. <laughs> so she's like rambling on about her dreams. She sees this girl looking at him. He ain't looking at the girl. Because he only got asked for K. Right. And in the middle of their interaction where she's trying to get him to go flirt with this girl, the mayor walks in. And she gets super excited and all of that. And as soon as the mayor comes into contact with her, Milo immediately starts getting heated. Because he could tell this man is trying to flirt with her. Right. And his words, his cousin's words come back to him. And he getting pissed off. He was like, I don't want to ruin her night before it even gets started. Yeah. <laughs> he, but he, and he knows Kay is not on that kind of mission. She's just trying to get on this man's campaign. 20 minutes pass. And Milo's sitting at the bar. And he's he's the anxious one now. And now he's like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? He, um, can, he can sense something is not right. And you know what's interesting to me is the fact that when somebody is your person... They don't have to be in the same space as you and you know what's up. Right. And even on a deeper level, like, your real friends, and this is how you knew they were, like, really genuine. There was a real genuine friendship. Your real friends can sense you. Mm-hmm. Your real friends can look at you and be like, you you could lie to them. You really could. They don't, But that's they don't even have to be in the same freaking room. Because there are plenty of times where I will be going through something. And somebody that I haven't talked to in a while, in a while will call me and be like, hey, friend, something told me to call you. Agreed. And I'm like, God, dog. She, like, she'll be like, because I've actually had a, a friend who, who moved out of the state. And she was like, 
I kept getting the urge to call you. Are you okay? And it was, I was going through a lot of things at the time. She got, and I broke down crying because I'm like, you just do not know. I'm so glad you called me. Yeah. And so it, it doesn't matter whether they're in the same space as you. When that is a, a genuine friend, they will get that calling. Hey, check on your friend because mm-hmm. you never know. And, and I think it's interesting. Like, I I agree that distance doesn't matter, but I do think proximity does bring about the intensity of the feeling. And I think for them, especially like his, and especially because of what happened, his spider senses are going off. You talk about not 20, right. 20 minutes of sitting. First of all, 20 minutes of sitting there like that. And I'm sure the feeling just gradually intensified because I know me because of the job that I do. My senses go off a lot faster because after two minutes and all you said you was going to was the bathroom and the bathroom is less than five seconds from my door. I'm already, you know, this moment reminded me of something. And I don't know, people might not agree with me on this one, but I really felt like she was being selfish in this moment. Like I get she was trying to elevate herself in her career, but you're making someone who has social problems. And you're leaving them to their own devices while you go somewhere else to make to 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 bring your career higher instead of bringing that person with you or checking to make sure they're okay before you walk off with someone else. Because this man, he didn't want to be there. You know, he has a problem with being in the room with people he don't know and don't like or whatever, because he already said, you know, that ain't my scene. But is it like, let me ask, because and this is one of the things where I kind of like feel like we got a brevity. I don't know if it's just it's not his thing or it's not his thing because it brings about something else. I didn't get the impression that he didn't do people because there was some kind of social anxiety. I just got the thing of he didn't want to be out this particular day. No, the way I read it, he's rather he'd rather be in front of a computer. He's a gamer not a social person and i'm not saying that gamer people don't are not social because there are plenty of them they be them headphones on the headsets on and they be Mm -hmm. talking to people all day long but from what as a computer person myself i have seen with a lot of them and i've read it in other books they are better with socializing over the computer or over technology than they are with being around actual people Mm -hmm. and he seems like the type of person that is like that so to bring him out of his comfort zone and and leave him to himself and y'all not have a connection he can't even see you because you're in another place with someone i was like that's kind of selfish and i get it she's trying to elevate herself career-wise but you wrapped him up in this and if you were going to because she was like don't make me go by myself but you buy yourself with this person anyway, because the person that you brought you brought with you is not with you. And then after what happens, she's running out without even taking him with her. Agreed. So let's get there. She the next time that Milo sees Kay, she is aggressively trying to get out. Trying of to get out of there. As happy and 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 excited as she was to be in that event, her exit was just as high. Yeah. And intense, but not for the same reason. Exactly. And it's like, that's when you see his spotty senses was correct. Something wasn't right. And he immediately, once he gets information from her, and he doesn't even get all the information yet. All he knows is, did he touch, touch you? you? 
And she was like, it's not that did he touch you? you. And I was like, come come through, sir. It's me. Punch that nigga. Because <laughs> it ain't even a matter of whether, because I'm like, it's one, it's a political person. And it's sad that these stereotypes most times are correct. But it's like, this is a, a man against a woman. Mm-hmm. A man of power. Mm-hmm. Against this girl. Who's trying to get in a specific space. Yep. And she's crying after she was so excited to be there. Some shit ain't right. Agreed. And exactly what and, we, what he thought happened. And, and, and Milo went, it, it does not matter whether he touched her or not. It's the fact you even tried. Milo went right over to handle his business. Milo said, touch her again. Do you know who I am? It don't fucking matter. My, I, I truly believe had that not been a public event. That man would have been six feet That man would have been six. Who? Milo would have been in somebody's jail. And he wouldn't have batted. He probably would have been smiling in the mugshot. No questions asked. Because he did what he did for her. Exactly. And that comes back into play later on. Right. So the opening, believe it or not, we're already in chapter four. The opening of chapter four is is her basically releasing all of the extra information that he wanted while they were inside. She And she gets into that discussion of, you know, I could very well be blackballed for this very moment. And all I was trying to do was get into the arena. And basically, he had, the, the man told her up front. The only cl- the closest you'll be is the, a, polit- a pol- political bed warmer, basically. basically. And he, you know, not that she was intelligent, not that she wasn't bright, but that all he wanted was some time to warm her bed. And, and she didn't even want that. She didn't even step to him like that. But the fact that that's what you came with, and see, a lot of times that happens in a lot of industries, it's like music and the entertainment world, period. Because it could be movies, TV, music, it don't matter, any of them. It has been recorded several times that people, the only way they were able to get into this room or this social set is from doing something that they did not want to do. Agreed. Or they've been propositioned to do it, and that's why they're not there. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and it's kind of one of those things. If you do it, or if you don't do it, you're still gonna catch the shame. It's not gonna fall on you because you you were scoring points. You did the, you know you did what people do. But he is not going to be blackballed. He is not going to be looked at as something shameful. Right. He ain't gonna catch no heat. Because that's just how men are. Oh, that's a whole nother girl. Don't start. You know, I got a sociology degree. Do not start me today. Either way. So basically, it was like she already figured something like that would happen because of the arena that she's trying to go into. Her problem was, is that his words cut her. Agreed. And Milo was like, don't ever fucking let anybody make you feel like you can't get to where you're supposed to go. You are too smart. You mm-hmm. work too hard. And I'd be damned if I'm going to let you bring yourself down because of some bullshit from another nigga. And she was like, for real? <laughs> and she laughed, rolling Talk her to eyes. me, daddy. And he was like, yeah, for real. And he's like, it's always been you and me. Why switch up the formula now? Fuck. He was like, fuck everybody else. Agreed. <laughs> and she was like, Thanks, Lolo. And I said, doggone it. She always picks the worst time to call him Lolo. But I get that that's her name for him 
because that that's that's the what's the, the comfortable name, the yeah. cozy name. Because he was upset that she said it in public. He was like, "What I told you about that name? Like you don't say, you don't have problem with it any other time, but we're in public right now. Like this is the kind of comfortableness. But I feel like I'll be the one with the embarrassing nickname because nicknames don't embarrass. I, I for the record, I just have things that I, I have qualms about things. Right? Everybody does. There are just certain names that don't belong in the streets. And I feel like whenever I run into the partner I was supposed to be with full time, they're going to call me that in the street to be funny because they're going to know it bothers me. And my default setting is just going to have to be to ignore them and walk away and make sure I always have my own car keys so that I can abandon them wherever they are. (laughs) Because I'm going to show out the first two or three times that you caught me that in the street. Just if you, you know, if you meet L for real in real life, just prepare yourself for the first time you call me my in-house name in the street. I'm leaving. Don't call me that. You will be advised several times before I, before I pull the stunt. If you call me that again, I'm leaving. So have some Uber or some Lyft money. Okay. Cause I'm leaving. Cause I'm gone. Now, how I'm going to get a copy of this band keys, I don't know. Because I have no intent on driving myself anywhere. Oh, you're a passenger princess. I, well, I feel like that, that's what you want to be. Because uh, at, the, at the point that we're in right now, you're not. I know. You, I usually drive. You're, you're not. I'm not. With, with the people that you're in America, you're not. But I want to be. At least when I'm with my boo. I want to be. Unless I'm trying to kidnap his credit card. Listen. Look, I need there are certain things that once I get with him, there's that you need to do. You need to do the driving. You need to put my gas in my car for me because I put, hate. Pause, I hate. pause. Put the gas in his car. We're not driving my car. No, I'm gonna still want my own car, but I'm gonna need him to put the gas in there too. Hear me. You will put the gas in my car, yes, but when we're riding together, it's your car we riding in. I need that bad boy on full. Thank you. That way, mine stays on full, and you don't have to take mine as much. I'm only driving to work, and I'm only driving to work because we don't work in the same industry. I'm I'm trying to have, you know, I I do. Because I be damn if I'm gonna sit at home all day. I can't. If even though you're gonna be taking care of me, I still gotta work. Like I, I want a life of. I want to be a a semi woman of leisure. Look, I want to work work because I want. Yeah, work because I want to, not because I have to. That would be the ultimate. Like. You gonna let me work because I want to work. I could be a woman of leisure whenever I want to be a woman of leisure. So if I decide let's go on a vacation, you're like, okay, let's go. I could be a seasonal woman of leisure because that's the ultimate goal. I actually know somebody who's like her parents are like that. I want mama work because she wants to, not because she has to. I want to be a seasonal woman of leisure. I'm already got the seasonal part. I'm just not a woman of leisure yet. Get back to Lolo and and Kay. It's at this moment with all the intensity and things that they he 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 knows she don't need to go to her house right so he gives her some some clothes to sleep in <laughs> and they 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 shower and he gives her her space he goes to his own little private area where he's contemplating trying to get his life together mentally naturally after they both gather their thoughts Kay comes into the room and she's like. I guess I owe you an apology. <laughs> he looks at her like, no, nah, you do. 
And her apology actually comes from a sour, a, a semi-funny place. But she was like, I saw you trying to talk to Girlie. And in his mm-hmm. mind, he like, no. <laughs> but he doesn't feel like she owes him an apology, though. True. It's one of those, he like, an apology for what? And she's like, I, I, you know, I know, I saw, even though I was dramatically leaving, I saw you, you know, trying to cake up with girl with the green dress because she had brought, mentioned to her when they first got there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, ain't nobody worried about that girl. <laughs> and he wasn't because she stopped him from going where he was trying to go. Right. Which was after her. And she says that she says the whole Brighton Heights knows how you're stepping behind me now. Because <laughs> nigga did not care. Agreed. What you're not going to do is do something to my girl and not think you're gonna you not going to get no uh, consequences and, and repercussions. Because I, mm. I don't care about you being a damn mayor. And then they started talking about the food at the function. And apparently it was nasty. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to talk about food. Yes. We whether, are. whether it is a ball, whether it is a, a, wedding. A, a wedding, a family function. It don't matter. Yeah. If the food girl, is nasty. Girl, the food was trash. Your mama should have came up there and ate that. You know how we are. <laughs> right. And so they started talking about uh Tanya and Duke who are from Gettin' Hills. Yes. Finest chefs. Those are the next two books that I gotta that's the next book I gotta read in Gettin' Hills. That's where I stopped at. Wait, Gettin' Hills is the colors. Purple, yeah. olive. That's their book is olive the one that because you already you know Oh yeah, because Tanya and Duke. I, okay, so yeah. Spoiler alert: I read a piece of the Christmas book, and I ain't read none of Getting Hills like that. So I'm learning about these characters in reverse, which I actually enjoy sometimes. Mm-mm. Only because like it gives me I I don't know the journey, but I know the end result. So when I get hopeless in a book, I know where I'm going. I know. No. No. I know. No. So <laughs> I know you, but that's why this show is like it is because. I like the drama, and you we like are the, the order. We are, we are we are opposite sides of the same coin. Yes, but yeah. So their their book is the next one in my list that I need to read. Right. I'm gonna go back though. I'm gonna read Olive Oak because baby, I read the part with the two from Olive. Uh, who uh, her name P- Pume. Pume. Even though it looks like Puma, but her name is Pume, and I forget his name. And I was reading that part, and I said, Oh yeah, they got nasty. Jump scare. <laughs> I was like, oh, get so scared. Like the way, the way, because I read Olive Note because it's the first book in the right. series. And I was like, like I, baby, oh, I like them, honey. <laughs> it was real. I was like, wait a minute, get in heels, wait. Yeah. So shout out to Aubrey Penn. First of all, Aubrey Penn, girl. If y'all didn't catch the episode of Homecoming season, just go go. It's earlier this season. It's the first episode. It's, is it the first episode of no. the season? Yeah, because we was like, the season starts, their homecoming season. Right. And, <laughs> honey, she showed up behind in that book. Anyway. Oh, and by the way, thank you, Sienna. <laughs> we so appreciate you, girl. We appreciate you. Anyway, back to Lolo and Kay. They laugh about Tanya and Duke from getting heels, who they feel should have made the food. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that he was getting ready to go get the menus for them to eat. They never made it to eating. Well, they never made it to eating. Well, she didn't eat. Exactly. Because Wade texts Milo's phone, and as Milo's going to get these menus, Wade texts his phone, 
And this is how you know. Kay and Milo have this relationship. Where they can they can pick up each other's phone. They don't have a problem because she knows his 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 lock fold fold and all of that. So so she opens up his phone for him. She's like, "How did the night go? Did you tell Kay what's up yet?" And she's like, Kay, as in me? I said, oh, hell, here we go. He, here he go. He done hit the neck rub, the nigga neck rub. Yes, and I called it the nigga neck rub. If you use it in your book, please just give a shout out to Spoiler Alert for that. Um, <laughs> also, International Thought Gear. That's us. Please. Please just give us a shout out. We ain't even looking for money. Just give us a little shout out. <laughs> but he hit the nigga neck rub. And... He was like, it ain't nothing major. He's trying to get out of it. And she's like, oh, so that's what we do now? That's what we do? We keep secrets from each other now? That's what you know. Y'all niggas together. He's like, he, he didn't hit the ultimate. Hey, let it go. Just let it go. And she was like, oh. and you know that? You know fine does not I mean fine. She didn't walk up out there. He was like, shit, here we go. So basically, he was like, you know what? Fuck it. And he tells her. Basically, <laughs> that he's been in love with her for a year. What you can't come back from that. Mm-hmm. You you can't come back from that. Yeah. And literally, after she touched that, he was like, "We should chill." And she, he was, you know, she's like, "We don't have to." This is after they kiss, because basically all the tears goes up. And he when she's like, getting ready to walk out, the best way for him to keep her to stay is to put his tongue down her throat. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and he stops the kiss and says, we should chill. And she was like, we don't have to. <laughs> totally changes. We we don't have to stop this. And he was like, I don't want to move too fast. And she was like, but we can though. He's like, we're just starting whatever this is. And if I touch you, Kay, you might. Yeah. And like, she said, don't touch me. That nigga smart, he said. He had that thought in his mind. You don't even know what you're asking for, sis. Be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. And he goes from being calm. And, and in my mind, Milo is this, me- like, everything about him is mellow. Which is why I think she named him Milo to play on that word. He's like this mellow dude. But the second she says, so touch me, that nigga says, sit down. He gets <laughs> sergeant at arms. Ooh, he, he done went, he went sir on her. He was commander in chief. Hello, he was the commander in chief or the bedroom and politely put on a nice show. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't know if anything about that was polite. Because anytime somebody <laughs> grab your ankles and drag you, drag you to the end of the bed. Yeah, I don't think it's your, exciting. Your legs gonna be on that shoulder. You ain't going no fucking where. You are mine. It's exciting, but polite. I don't know because I don't usually drag. No, my, his words. Stay your ass still. Yeah, see, nothing about that says polite to me. Mm-mm. But you know what, though? What I've noticed, and I know, don't laugh at me, friend. Have you ever seen Revenge of the Nerds? Yes. Do you know how they seem so geeky and in their own little world, but once they, I was like, these are some nasty-ass friends. Here's the theory. Can't say that I know whether or not it's true. But the theory is, find a nerd. The understanding is that they're more likely to be, one, appreciative. And I don't know if appreciative is the right word, but depending on, you know, who you are socially in the social ranking, I I don't know if appreciative is the right word, but respectful. 
And then because they've studied, for lack of better terms, they are more in tune with trying to make sure you get where you're going. Because because they want the opportunity to come back. They have great knowledge with their heads. That too. Uh-huh. And, and I, I guess it's the philosophy that because they know themselves, they are it's for easier ex- to pay attention to you. They are up for exploration. Ex- that too. Because they like seeking knowledge. That too. So they're going to try to find as many ways to please you as possible. Because, of course, we want to be celebrated for the knowledge that we have. Friend, let's move on. Milo served up dinner that night and it was quite the show. Well, actually, she served it up and he ate well. It didn't matter how you put it, friend. They smashed and they had a good time doing it. So much so that they smashed through the rest of the night. Let me tell you something. Because I tweeted about this while I was reading. You did? I missed that tweet. Because I have a whole thread of things I be thinking when I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And the one that I put, I was like, so y'all smash with a condom and then forget all about that when you get ready to do it again. Because, like, they smashed with a condom the first time they had sex, right? They mm-hmm. made sure they got the condom out of the, 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 the drawer, all that good stuff. By the time they got to the shower, fuck condoms. They don't care if they're going in raw. So that's what we do. It was the fact that after all the smashing that they did, he was like, pretty sure I got you pregnant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, dude. And what's even funnier, she was like, okay, I, I don't mind having a baby with him. Well, you know, just became a couple six hours ago. See, this is the thing, though. They've been in love for forever. They've just been there forever. They've known each other for years. So that whole waiting to do things, eh, for what? It's Romance Landy, okay? True. <laughs> like, in, in the real world, people are like, y'all are moving too fast. We've known each other since we were six. Yeah. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Mm-hmm. But even like with books, it's like these people can know each other for two weeks and we're in love. Let's get married. And we're like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so but I, I can dig it. <laughs> but I'm I'm one of those people in my room. I've said it on on I think I said it on social media before. When it comes to my my uh my books, I don't really care about them having condoms. <laughs> it's a book. Like yes, in real in the real world, we care about you know, you know consent and and using protection and birth control and all. Yeah, that's great in real life. But in real life, but people in my book, do it. They don't because that's why it's a whole bunch of babies in this world that people don't want or people getting rid of their babies because oops, I didn't mean to get pregnant and. Yeah. But in the books, I don't care about condoms. I don't. If I nod because I can't speak, don't tell me I want to hear your words, nigga. I can't. What? That's really aggressive, friend. No, because I just read a book where somebody like a lot of the books I have read lately. They want the consent, and like I said, I get it. In the real world, we want consenting adults to say things or whatever to make sure that nobody's the Me Too movement and all of that. Get it all day long in real world. But in my books, I don't fucking care. You know what's <laughs> funny? I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I, I, as a matter of fact, I know I have. Because I'm the one who does the first round of edits. And the second round sometimes, depending on the show. And I think in one episode, I mentioned the fact that there I, y'all know my TikTok is, is a shout out world. Um, I talked to you about the fact that there's a dom I watch. She's a pleasure dom. 
and that he has his subs pick a nonverbal and a verbal no, or like a verbal t- a verbal and a nonverbal tap out, right? Mm-hmm. So, cause yeah, you can't say nothing if you got a gag. It's not even well that too, <laughs> but like if you're overstimulated, you're overstimulated, and you just need to tap out, right? Sometimes you just I, can't say anything. I said that to say that like sometimes it's just too much, and. If I am non-verbally giving you the cues, I I get it. Sometimes we just want to hear the yes or the no. But sir, if I put everything on the table, it, it sometimes I feel like I'm finna get in trouble for this. <laughs> I'm finna get in trouble for this. I just feel it in my spirit. We grown. We, say we, we grown. Want. It's not that. I just feel like somebody finna be like, well, what about? And, and you know, I'm not trying to say that at all. Because people always misinterpret. Your Hear face me. ain't attached to this. <laughs> Hear me clearly. I am a person that, before I enter that kind of a space with someone, I have given that person the opportunity to learn me fully. So when I get to a place where I don't speak, and you can attest to this, when I don't speak, it's because you already know how I'm feeling. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. That is the kind of relationships that I value with people when if I don't speak, you either respect the fact that one, I don't have any words. And usually if I don't have words, I'll tell you I don't have words. Because even when we even when we have our little spats over the phone, we'll just sit there and be quiet on the phone and read until we get like to a point where we can talk again. Right. <laughs> because sometimes I just don't have words. I don't have the language for what I'm really trying to communicate. Or Two, by now, I've set the pace for you to know when I enter this zone, I don't want to talk. Or, hello, it's an obvious thing. And I just feel like in certain moments, if I don't put everything on the table, sir, dinner is served. Listen, like I said. I don't care about the whole I need to hear you say it. No, you don't. And see, there, and another thing that gets that's hilarious to me is when, like, I get the whole making sure the woman is sober or that she is this, that. Is, look, I've heard from several people that drunk sex is one of the best sex to have. So if I'm drunk and you're talking about I don't want to take advantage of you because you're drinking, I'd rather have you sober. Nigga, take this drunk pussy. And 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 this is another one of those things where, and I know this might be controversial. I'd rather not get drunk. Like if I can't t- if I can't take care of myself because I'm drunk, I don't need to get drunk. Now I'm at that point where if I'm afraid that something might happen to me because I'm drunk, I'm not going to get drunk. That part, because we all know. Let me get drunk in the privacy of my own home where ain't nobody gonna bother me. Otherwise, I don't have to worry about worrying about what some. No people should not bother you while you're drunk. But at the same time, if you're going to be worried about somebody doing something, do it in the privacy of your own home, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we are grown. We can get we can get drunk whenever we want to, whatever, whatever. But I don't want to get to a point where I have to worry that somebody might do something to me because I'm having too much fun and can't realize what I'm what's happening to me. So I'd rather do that at home in safety. Everybody's not gonna do that. Clearly, we know that. Agreed. But if I'm going to get drunk, hey, can you come with me and be my designated person? Not just my driver, but my designated person. Mm-hmm. So that if I'm having too much fun, you can help me make sure I get home safely without being taken advantage of. Yeah. So if we said all that to say, 
we fuck them condoms in book land. Yeah, yeah, because in real life, I don't I need, need, you wrap, I need you to wrap that shit up in real life. The last person that tried, he almost got decked in the face. Oh, anyway, right? Milo basically, um, uh, in the morning when they finally do rise, because it's was it was it morning though? It was morning. It was. It was. It was. Cause they weren't sad, but she was complaining about being woken up that early. Yeah, because it was like it's like it's not late, but it's not early. <laughs> But he was like giving her, he was kissing her, and he went from uh, he's like, "Hey, she's like, it's too early." Yeah, I'm tired. Wake up. And he was like, "You weren't tired this morning when you were trying to get some more." <laughs> Talking about being nasty all night. Wake up. Yeah, never get off me. Which she went from, "I'm tired," to, "Can you give me some more?" Which was funny. And he was like, "No, you're not gonna make us late. Get your butt dressed." Which clothes on? It was funny because he totally flipped the table on her from how they were in the opening of the book where she was like, please don't go with me. And she had to make his a tux appointment. He nasty put some clothes on. I told you. Why you sell her some clothes on? It is Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm trying to come back from this song selection. <laughs> okay. She is sick, y'all. I want y'all to know. She is sick. Anyway, you still can't beat me. When I tell you what this song is, you are the jukebox, so I'm not worried about that. So when I tell you what I'm not trying to compete with your ass. When I tell you what that song was, you gonna want to fight me a little bit. I'm I'm not trying to compete with your ass. You a jukebox. I'm not. Anyway, so it's Valentine's Day, and he got plans for that age. He got plans, and those plans are a trip down memory lane. I was like, ah, he put some some thought in this like quickly. And of course, Wade. But you know, when you're a nerd or when you're you're an intellectual, it don't take long for you to think of things to but, do. And, and I'm 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 gonna say it like this: I don't think it's about being a nerd. I think he's sentimental, and you don't see like I think I'm talking about as the quickly part. Yeah. Like you can be a sentimental, and it take you time to plan these right. things out. But with him, he. Did this off the fly. Yeah. He also had an assistant in Wade. Cause Wade he had to because Wade, Wade was the reason why she even knew how he felt about her. Right. So the 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 sentimentalness of this is is big because we get taken on a journey that we wouldn't know unless they had done this date this way. So shout out to Sky for this because this was actually really, really nice. And so the journey begins at PS14. <laughs> which is where our main characters, our main characters meet. meet. And ironically enough, it's because Kay is being harassed by Harrison James. Or so he thinks. No, Harrison James was talking trash about her freckles. And Milo defended her. And from there forward. But the funny thing is, though, he was trying to defend her, and then she turned and got pissed off at him. Because he handled this. Mm-hmm. I was no damsel in distress. Agreed. She knocked him out. And then he was like, and when the whole time you were the damn bully. I'm like, see? Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, you made me look like a damsel in distress. And he said, Yeah, you was my my bad, you was the bully. So <laughs> they um uh, and he says, I, I wanted this to be our first stop so that everything comes full circle. Last night wasn't just some fluke for me, Kay. I love you. Like, love you, love you. And that's why I've been okay without having serious relationships with anybody else. They're not you. 
if this isn't what you want, we can act like last night never happened. But she was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we aren't going to happen. Speaking of last night, while they're having this conversation, the thought came to my mind was, they was doing a lot of nasty, freaky shit last night. And for them to, to neither one of them to ever have had a real serious relationship, they sure got some practice in. Because they, they was acting like they some pros. Well, he said it in his POV. He said, or they, it was mentioned, I'm talking about POV. It's like this book had perspectives. But it really didn't. It's a completely it's third, person. third person. But you know, some people write third person books, but it's POVs. Like, yeah. I think Plie was like that. Where it was third person, but we were inside of individual perspectives. You can tell whose POV it is. So... In this book, it's completely third person, so we don't necessarily have the the perspective or point of view. You can tell whose thought it is. Yeah, but it's usually because their name or their statement. The way it's written, it, it helps. Yeah. So. And it's separated yeah. when it switches. We leave PS14 and we go to this house on 57th Street. And we find out that the mayor's ball is not the first time that he is beat that his name. Hello. Was about to move somebody behind. No, he did. He did. He did somebody behind it this time. So fast, so he got locked up. <laughs> he was only down there for thirty minutes. But still, he, he did. got locked up. He did. He had them cuffs on him. He did. And so after they reflect about that place and how bad that place could kind of meant, because she was like, "Why did you bring me here? There's nothing positive about this." Right. Spot. But he was like, "I want you to know, I'm I'm whole stepping behind you, not half stepping." He's like, "Ain't." Can't nobody say shit by me. Agreed. Not being there for you. And he was like, I'm going to always be there for you. And then he was like, okay, we got to take a break from our date. Because the second half can't start before a certain time. So. She like, now wait a minute now. <laughs> my damn sleep. And you ain't even got the full day planned out. He was like, it's not that it's not planned out. We just got to wait. I guess he was thinking things were going to take more time. Blah, blah, blah. But they find a way to fill the time. Mm-hmm. For them to. Waste time fucked up the rest of the night. Because baby, they went to get them darn bottomless mimosas and she took that shit serious. She did. They go to brunch. She has bottomless mimosas like crazy and he ends up having to take her. He had to carry her in the damn house. Into she, the house. She can't even walk straight. And she talked about, I'm a big girl. I can handle it. And no, you can't. Because baby, if he lets you go, you falling on the ground. Agreed. And so when they get to his house, Little Miss, I can hold my my little. Yeah. <laughs> now look at your top pervy ass. And he purposefully, accidentally let her bump her head. Yeah, because he had her on his shoulder. He was he was carrying her, and you know, and he let her head hit the wall. Yeah. So they get to his house. Basically, she finna talk shit, and she then she talk trash. Opens up the door. It opened the door, and basically, he got her panties for a couple hours. Because he hadn't had his cousin set the house up. You know, nice balloons. Nice Valentine's Day indoor picnic. It's a, all of the stuff in the living room has been moved out of the way. It's romantic. Blankets, cheese tray, fruit and tr- cheese tray, a bottle of wine. He's like, uh-uh, you ain't getting none of that shit. Get that back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you got a bottle? No. Hell no. You had enough to drink. Pretty much. And this is the moment where he was like, you know you're probably pregnant, right? Because he, he was all up in her guts and did not pull out. Not none. I ain't even tried to pull out. To the point that he told her to throw it back and get the rest of this stuff out of here. Because that they were just showing out. And pretty much that is skin, y'all. Yeah. Because she was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah.
So, what's your scene? Okay, so, surprisingly, not nasty. Oh, you Shut two up. for two this week. Shut up. You two for two. Shut up. It's not nasty. My my favorite scene. Well, I I, I had a a, a toying of mine mm-hmm. when I was trying to fight it because I was trying to decide if I wanted it to be the scene where he janked the darn uh, mayor up, or if it was the the trip down memory lane. Oh, memory lane is fun. But I like the memory lane scene because he gonna fight by her regardless. Yeah. But that memory lane, you can't do that more than once, and it'd be special. So the the trip down memory lane to remind her of why you are my person, you gonna always be mine. Not the not the sex because that over time may wane, but the fact that I can pinpoint parts of our existence together to let you know this is when I fell in love with you. This is why I'm still in love with you. Whatever, whatever. That was special to me. And that was a great way to celebrate their first Valentine's Day together. I'm going to say my scene is the pocket between the mayor's ball and when they first smash. And I'm going to say that particularly when Wade texts the phone because (laughs) I love when other people blow the secret. I do. Genuine to me. Okay, so spoiler alert, Fred, because I'm gonna ruin a few books that you don't care. I don't. Um, if you have not read these books, I'm gonna try to tell you who it is, and you can, you know, skip a few seconds. When Tori's cousin blows up, I won't tell the secrets. That way, it's fair. When Tori's cousin blows it in the Muted series, and those of y'all who know, you know, when Tori's cousin blows it in the Muted series, ooh. It make your heart drop out. When Wade blows it in this book, when when it comes out in Ezra series, and there's a few times in his series where people, and not necessarily blow secrets, but blow information because that particular series is all about like understanding love and, and the things that we expect in a relationship are completely blown out of the water by the dynamics of Ezra and Lex. And so... I could be a specialist on that book, but anyway. Oh, when the secret comes out in Jackson and Elle's book, when she finally like uncovers who she ooh. Oh, that's another one. When that moment happens in Broken Clocks, when when she goes under and he had no idea that that was what was going on with her. We're not gonna talk about that book. And then when she finds out about that thing. Both of those moments just blow you out of the water. And then, oh gosh, there's a, a a lot of books where tertiary characters blow the secret of a main character. And it just does, first of all, it helps accelerate the story. It brings in another layer because naturally when people blow secrets, there's amount, an amount of betrayal, good, bad, or indifferent. There's a certain amount of betrayal that comes into play. And so how people move through that betrayal is important to me because sometimes there's no healing from that yeah and and like sometimes like crazy behind toyota (laughs) (laughs) with them soda bottles against against the window window, uh, windshield yeah (laughs) toyota for those of y'all who remember ejd that uh his uh what's that cheaters yeah her name her name name is is toyomi but his mama called. Everybody call her Toyota. Toyota. That Toyota girl. Oh man. 
So again, I love a good secret bust. Are we doing book phase this episode? Because there's only one baby. I mean, we could we could throw right Wade in there. We don't know that nigga. Well, he was about he was he was almost about to propose. We ain't talking about that, but you know he was. And while in other books we have had characters that got wives, that's different. I mean, I guess, I guess that's. I, I'm, Are we doing the book bay or not? Yes, because we still got to do it. We had a book where there was only one option, even though we already know who it is. It's time once again. For the book day or payday. Because we treat them like paychecks around here. Cha-ching! Hallelujah. Not friend. Spoiler alert. It's Milo. <laughs> Why you got to say it like that? Because I like when it's competition. Because it's not an option. We don't know that nigga. We know enough that he caught too damn much. Because we damn sure weren't finna put the mayor up there. <laughs> Them hands from any of us. Yeah. I wish Milo would have did more. <laughs> if he would have did more, he'd have been in jail. And he probably would have, like I said earlier, he probably would have been smiling at his mugshot. But just like he did the last time, he was defending her. But the nigga put his hands on him. And that's, but anyway, that's reason number 158 that we love Milo. He will fight for you. You ain't got to be so downtrodden about it. God, dog. Number 151. We love Milo here at Spoiler Alert. Yeah, you actually sound like it. I just like a little healthy competition, but we really do love Milo. Like he's he gonna he gonna have his girl he he gonna have his girl back. As far as I know, he tall. Is he chocolate or no? Do we know? I don't know. I don't see. We can put our own, we can put our own spin on it. Well, the, here's the thing: it's black romance, so the nigga got to be some variation of chocolate, that whether part. it's milk or white. <laughs> He ain't gonna be no white chocolate, goddammit. it. <laughs> we not talking about Jacoby. <laughs> not gonna do my pussy, Jacob. You're not gonna do my doo-doo. Anyways, I think that was the reason why we still had to picture stuff in our own brain. Yeah. But whether he's milk chocolate or dark chocolate. Or honey. Or butterscotch and caramel. Girl, you know. Butterscotch is thick. Was you around for that? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I was. I was. I I was. Oh, man, those were good times. Either way, he is what we need in a book bag. Yeah. He gonna fight for you. He gonna make sure you said that you are satisfied. Don't say what you really want to say. What? You're not satisfied. Don't say what you really want to say. What, that he gonna dick her down right? <laughs> it's so... I I am not I am not disappointed that Milo is the book bay. I just I like a little healthy competition sometimes. And sometimes we don't need that because there is no competition. Some people you you can't compete when you don't compare. Are you saying that Milo's the ultimate book bay? No, but I'm saying though. Oh, okay. I'm talking about in this in book. This, okay, okay. Because I thought you was throwing your gauntlet down and I hell was no, say, hell, hell no. Hell no. We don't talk about some niggas. We would need to have a full fledged conversation about just that. No. So should we do that for the anniversary? Pick the book bay of the book bay? No, because you ain't gonna hurt my feelings like that. Hurt your feelings like that. My feelings and my head. Because, baby, mm mm. That's a lot of thinking. I'm just saying we do the book bay of book bays for season one and then do a separate one for season two. You're not gonna hurt me right now, okay? We're not doing that. Because 
You know you gonna pick JJ. You don't know who the hell I'm gonna choose, friend. Just say you love JJ. I'm not saying that because just you don't say, know who I'm gonna choose. Just say you love JJ. Do you know how many men we have chosen from? On the, on, I'm not finna say that. I, JJ versus Sosa though. That's the. I'm not. I'm not finna go. I'm not finna do this with you. That's the one from JJ versus Sosa. Ooh. Yeah, I think I might hurt my own feelings. I'm still willing to do it though. Listen, I'm gonna tell you a conversation outside of this, okay? So yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts on skin. Uh, so where is our update? Oh, dang. <laughs> you heard it. She said she want the update. He was deep in them guts. Yeah, the book does accurately report that he gutted her like a fish. Skin is a fun read. We would love an update because, you know, it's, it's a lot left to be desired. Pleasantly, and, and I, I would like some more details about Milo. And, you know, if you want to bless us with that. this No, I, no I will say. Because I have not read everything. Yeah. From Sky Moon. Me either. I'm I'm, I'm getting there because you know I got my whole list. I'm getting there. But that book was written in 2021. So there are other books that have come out since that one that may or may, may not have make mention of the characters. Because you know our peoples, what we be doing, mm-hmm. we be bringing people up later in somebody else's mm-hmm. book. Sure and like, oh, so that's where they at. Because if you missed it, I don't know if you're on her uh her newsletter list or whatever. Yeah. So you saw the update from Wicked? No, I didn't see the update. Wicked Christmas? Yes, I did. Yeah. Because they had the baby. And, and she was feeling some kind of way about yeah. the way she looked. And see, that's I like shit like that. We like stuff like that because we know plenty of other authors who do updates. Yeah. So, with that being said, Sky. Do we have an update already, or are you are you putting one in the works? Cause look, can we get an early peek at the Valentine's update that you might release this year? Cause I'm nosy. I'm nosy. Well, by the time this comes out, that's good. That's true. The Valentine's Day. That's true. It will. Anyway, well, friend, there's only one thing left to say. Sky Moon, your book has been spoiled. Nothing says I love you more than being cussed out by the girl you really want to be with. And running into the walls becomes a whole lot more fun. Join us as we discuss Ashley Nicole's Grumpy Sunshine, titled You Make Me Better, right here on Spoiler Alert. Instagram and Twitter at SpoilerAlert88. Until next time, bye!